Hello, we're live. It's midday. It's Friday, which means it's time for Wow Ergonomics. Uh, Steve, how are you? Hello, I'm all right. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, been trying happy in new, the last. Happy new studio. Happy new. Oh, studio. thank you. Yeah, it's all it's all lovely, isn't it? It's all mm. um, you know. No need for a sheet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you move in? Literally this week. Right. Okay. Yeah, I spent the whole weekend sort of trying to get the space ready. Mm. Um, and there we are. But yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a great space. Mm. Um, and I've got all my favourite things around me in here. I mean, right. it looks very clean. Yeah, right? but... Like there's nothing here. But actually, if I could show you around, there's... Mm. Within, within easy distance up here, I've got some books, um, which is rather nice. I've got some mm. of these. I wonder whether you remember these. Okay, here we go. Flipping heck. Yeah. Is that a cassette? That's a cassette. That's actually a, a cassette that was sent to me last week. Wow. Yeah, I know. Speaking of cassettes, do you remember Cassingles? Cassingles. That is which actually was, a Cassingle. Which was the sort of the, the cassette version of a seven inch, wasn't it? Was that there was literally like one song on one side and one song on the other. That was it. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's absolutely what that was. Mm. And then up here we got we got records as well. Look at that. Which Bit is, of vinyl. Which is which is which is rather nice. Um, in in the background over there, we've got a record player, a CD, all of that, uh, and a, a nice board here. In case we ever have a brainstorming session, I can write on this, and it's a magnetic board as well. Well, you know, we got brains; we can brainstorm, can't we? we? That may that may or may not happen. Anyway, folks, guest time. It's time for to bring our special guest in for today. Um, thanks for turning up by the way everybody um been really active this week as well on trying to start promoting well um a bit further so you might have seen a, a few little funny clips or unfunny clips from last week uh, okay <laughs> perusing around the the interweb well there yep. we go um today we're going to be joined by jenna jenna Hi. welcome hello, hello. how are you I'm very good. How are you both? I was enjoying the little chat about cassette tapes there. I was having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not old enough, surely. Oh, I am. <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah. I am. Oh. Are you old enough? Okay, here's, here's the, here's oh, the no. big one. Are you old enough to remember queuing in Woolworths to, yes. to, yeah, to, get, yeah. to, to try and buy your favourite artist's single for the week? Oh, not single, no. But I remember queuing in Woolworths and where I lived, the pick and mix was right next to it as well. So oh, you could sort of stand in line and mix. as you go all down the, the queue line. I loved, I loved Woolworths. I mean, I, I, did. I, I was a shame when Woolworths went. I, I went to the closing down sale, which was chaos, and I, I remember people fighting, mm. like trying to grab that last inanimate pla plastic object. Yeah. You know, I want it. No, yeah. I do. But it's was a green Wool watering can. <laughs> was Woolworths the first victim of online shopping, do you think? It was certainly really up there, wasn't it, in terms 2007, of... 2008? Yeah, it was, it was one of those massive, massive shocks for us all, mm. really. I think at the time it was... I think that's why it was so... It resonated so much was... I mean, we kind of see it all of the time now unfortunately yeah. but at the time it was like wow this institution's been around since day dot 
And for mm-hmm. anyone that had grown up with it, it was like, you know, you you, you were pulled there from a young age because your mum could buy you plimsolls for school. <laughs> Do you remember that? They actually used to have like a, a counter in the middle with mm-hmm. plimsolls, which which has now moved to the, the certain middle aisle of, uh, of a certain supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then it had, it just... I, it just always amazed me. There was always something to be fascinated about mm. in in Wolves because it, it it literally did have an inordinate amount of plastic objects mm. moulded and shaped into every single thing that you couldn't possibly need. But but we bought them. Yeah. We did. Yeah. In, in, the two things that I always you, you've already mentioned them. The two things that I associate with Wolves: pick and mix mm. and music. They were the yeah. two things that were the, if if you said Woolworths, they the two things that just immediately spring, spring to mind. Time. Yeah, Woolworths were one of the first companies that did. Um, there was a, there was a point in time when vinyl became very expensive. Mm. Vinyl records became very expensive, and so what some of the supermarkets like Woolworths did was they actually used to go and get session singers to sing the hits of the day and make their own versions of yes. the hits of the day on records and you would go and buy them on these records and it was it was almost like the the forerunner of now mm. but but with all of these awful artists on and it, it was <laughs> and none of it sounded quite like <laughs> the actual record but you may do you know because it was cheap compared with buying the actual mm. albums which have become in inordinately expensive anyway jenna thanks for joining yes. us um tell us a little bit about yourself oh gosh um so from, i'm here from my sante sante group it's it's uh a trading style of that so i've worked in the wellness space for many years now but we typically work with the sme market at trying to support them really with all of their employee benefits, rewards, needs um, and health insurance, just to make sure everybody's getting some access to care, support and as and when they need it. Um, so yeah, that's as much from a work perspective and other than that, sort of mad keen sports fanatic. So <laughs> I'll just touch on that and move on. Tell us a little bit about, because you have a, you have an app. We do. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the app, because I think that, that that's where we can centre a bit of the conversation today. Definitely, yeah. So in terms of um, the rationale behind the app, this is really for a level of engagement. It's a boost engagement amongst um, the workforce and all people, essentially just users who want to gain access to 24-hour uh, GP access, counselling services, and some of them will qualify for six in-person sessions for a counsellor. But you've also got legal and debt advice and guidance. And then equally looking at the sort of the cost of living crisis that we're in, they can access mass discounts and rewards at retailers, as well as then having more of a holistic health approach for the partner that we work with, who provides soundscapes for mental health, um, mindfulness. They've also then got online sort of gym access and gym discounts. So the app has obviously been designed to boost engagement. A lot of companies have rolled out sort of web-based support um, for, for clients, for, for their staff, sorry. But with the app, it's obviously the level of engagement is boosted. You know, you've got about 160% of the level of engagement because it's phone-based. So technology has really paid a massive, massive part for, for engagement and people gaining access to services that they need. Now, Stephen. Mm, uh, yes. See, this this is something that I'm really interested in because mm-hmm. one of the things that we've talked a lot about is trying to get people to actually engage with 
the information that we want to give them yep. in terms of well-being. And I, I really love what um, Asante are doing here in terms of thinking about access. Yeah. Mm. Let's create an app and let's let's get a little bit of gamification almost involved yeah. in that as well, mm. in that everybody, but everybody will be interested in saving money. Right. As soon so as you make something good... available on an app, it draws, and, and as, as Jenna said there, it just draws people in, doesn't it? Because they're then thinking about it. It's really accessible. I'm pre pressing a button. I can do it whilst I'm sitting on the sofa. Mm. It just sort of, it, the more accessible you make it, the more it engages people. And as you say, Graham, it's one of the things we've spoken about is, is trying to widen engagement in 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 ergonomics to sort of drive health and, and well-being and productivity. Mm. And actually... It clearly works within other 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 streams of the health and well-being sector. The ergonomic side, as you say, maybe that's something that needs a lot more exploration to pull people in and get people engaged. Yeah. Just say a little hi to some of the audience today. Um, firstly, to uh, Marianne, who says she'll listen to this on replay. I know for a fact that she's in prison at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, not actually just, in prison. Yeah, no, actually or? in prison. I'll just oh, okay. uh, just to clarify that she's doing some training in there today. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, Barry, Barry Kirby, uh, who says an <laughs> online gym that sounds like my kind of gym. Uh, let, let's yeah. just clarify. I don't think that the gym itself is online. No, no. <laughs> no. You You've got to access. Go in yeah. You can, can actually go in person. You can gain a discount for a physical gym and go there. But equally, there are videos of workouts and it's a multitude of different sort of access to movement so you've got things that are centered around age specific or you've got things which are really high intensity low intensity things that are around yoga or pilates so there's lots of different usability functions in that sort of online gym hmm. so they're all barry's made a, yeah, yeah barry's, barry's made a really good comment there hasn't great. he do you yeah, want to take that really one yeah i mean i was just going to say it, it i think the the perception a lot of the time that these benefits only apply to those sort of and you're sort of an SME you were saying at the, at the start Jenna yeah. but actually on the flip side a lot of people associate those benefits with the other end of the market the mm. larger corporates the people who've got thousands and thousands of employees and I think a lot of people maybe in the SME sector maybe sort of feel neglected but actually mm. you're totally focused on them and that's yeah. going to draw them in and provide a benefit they maybe perceive they don't have but actually mm. it's at their fingertips. Yeah, definitely. And especially we could say that the idea really that these services are purely ring fenced around large companies is it's, it's untrue. There's so much there housed within an app that people can access, but equally the demographic of people who work in SMEs, even a business owner themselves, they're working for their company in their company as well. And they're the ones who've got a great amount of pressure on their shoulders to look after themselves, but also the business. So to have this just for a small level of engagement in terms of users, is phenomenal and it's a really good staff retention tool it's holistically it's great for people's you know mental health as well as emotional health so it's and we've we've marked it at a point where it's accessible it's cost effective it's simple mm -hmm. to engage with and the onboarding process is even simpler yeah I, I, the, the thing is that it's true isn't it i mean a lot of the larger companies that are out there they are the ones that will have an eap they will have a, an employee assistance program they mm -hmm. are the ones that will perhaps have someone internally that can deal with specific areas of health and well-being yeah. as well they will have 
somebody that maybe you know deals with employee benefits across the board or whatever it's the, it's the small to medium sized businesses mm. who are just trying to get on yeah <laughs> and certainly from a management point of view it's like do i really have time to look at this not really because yeah. actually i've got all of this other stuff to deal with on a day-to-day basis in terms of just running my business mm. but if we can actually buy into something where the the, the employee can almost self-serve mm-hmm. but we know that we're taking care of the employee yeah. that's really really helpful i think one of the biggest benefits is you know we're talking about the technology aspect it's it's removing the touchstone of being either signposted via a third party or being Mm. almost help yourself and people who sit as people managers engagement managers they do want something that's going to be multi-tooled for for people they don't almost want to be dictators and hear something on a wednesday afternoon they can choose what's relevant and beneficial to them the architecture of the app, the technology is in the architecture in such a way, it's more of a like a supermarket. You can't get mm. the bread and the milk without going past other services first or other items. And that's how this has been designed. You have to go past the, the virtual GP and you know private GPs. You have to go past the EAP system to get to the rewards and discounts, which you're going to use more readily anyway, we hope. But ultimately, you know, it's there. So rather than having to engage with a person who maybe gives you a telephone number, takes a lot of courage to ask for it in the first place but then you're given a piece of paper perhaps whereas this is in the in the pocket 24 7 and as Stephen said you can sit on your sofa and think oh I must check this and also I guess by taking away things like the need the the need to pick the phone up to someone Mm -hmm. means from an accessibility point of view it just widens it from the fact that it's got to be done between certain hours that actually if you're working hours that are out of the norm and you're working Mm -hmm. the nine to five day you know you can pick it up at you know, 11 o'clock at night when you're on the night shift or, yeah. or something like that. It, it, it just, the, the whole accessibility piece is the fact that it, how can I get to the information? How can I get to what I want? And if you mm-hmm. remove those barriers around time yes. and open it up, that again, just draws more people in and, and more engagement. Of course. And if you're sat there and you've got a genuine query, it may well be about how to manage your credit cards. It could mm-hmm. be you're worrying about a prescription. Perhaps you're never going to get to a you know, pharmacy to collect that or get to a GP. Um, but equally, it's about a shop. If you're working on sociable hours, and you, you're in, you know, a partner in the registered household where you live and you have access to this app, you can share that that rewards mm-hmm. platform discount, potentially send it to them and or, you know, just get in touch with somebody. 10 to 3 in the morning, you can call straight away, but you're spoken to immediately. Now, you see, the next part of this conversation has to be, how do we get, I know, is it already there, but how do we get ergonomic companies or companies that are providing ergonomic solutions into this app? Because that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Well, that's that's where I kind of kick in. So although I'm out there speaking to different organisations, to really onboard themselves with this app, it's also about the partnership aspect. So we obviously have lots of facilities, lots of partner providers who who want to engage with this because they see the benefit. And also, it's a lovely blended conversation. So obviously, Stephen, if you're out there speaking to organisations, you can say, ah, this is obviously something you can gain access to as well. And we are trying to be a bit of a one-stop shop. If you need advice and guidance about something, there are you know, sort of web, um, V clubs in there. You can download a guide, etc., and find out more information. But ultimately, that's what it's for. So there's there's a way really we can plug in 
and take out certain certain functions or elements of and again advice and guidance is key so if they want to inquire further they can then have that additional service they can look further down the rabbit hole i guess mm. you see what we're trying to do as, as mm. part of the the remit of this this show is on a regular basis trying to say to people within the industry as well mm. here are different routes maybe Definitely. it's not necessarily all about doing it this particular way i mean Stephen mm. and i talk on a regular basis about i mean we had a conversation earlier this week about maybe sort of trade shows and what sort of trade shows people should be going to mm. and or not going to etc but you know here's here's yet another route maybe if there's a if if there's a forethinking uh, dealer out there that might be thinking actually yeah i could actually offer something into this mm. area where i could educate people and at the same time then perhaps offer them solutions this would be a really good way of getting getting to the coal face mm. the, the education piece is still massively important there's still people who need a lot of advice around you know when we're talking specifically on ergonomics what do they need what what's their issue how can they address the issue so the more knowledge we can get out there and, and an app sounds absolutely perfect as a way of transmitting knowledge out to a larger audience people then become more aware of the challenges and maybe can start to some degree whilst leaning on a professional can maybe start to sort of help themselves and the helping themselves could be just from making adjustments to something mm. they've already got so it isn't necessarily a case of of having to go and buy lots of things it's how do i make an adjustment what adjustment do i need to make how can i address that so if we can help people have an element of self-serving it's got to be beneficial mm. i mean i'd love to say how many how many people out there actually just turn up for work at a desk on a day-to-day -day basis and never even think that they need to make any adjustments to anything yeah realistically lots. lots so many people just go oh, well my desk is my desk that's how it's always been set up <laughs> you know but i can't move the telephone can i i can't i can't i can't move the computer i can't, I can't change the setting on the chair yes you can why why why, <laughs> why don't is be it? scared don't be yeah. scared to do it why is it why is it just got to be oh but i'm really uncomfortable but but i can't move anything it's quite typically English. Well, generally, as you go around, it's quite—it's always interesting to talk to people that are, are travelling around different businesses. Yeah. Where do you see some of the pain points in terms of health and well-being? Just just looking into offices. Oh gosh, um, I think you've touched on it already. You know, it's that typical English perspective. Oh, can't ruffle any feathers. Can't ask too many questions. And in terms of pain points, it is that level of communication. It's if people don't know how to deliver this information as to, oh, by the way, if you're struggling with this, because we don't want to press on people too much. Um, and also, again, it's the accessibility. It's knowing where to go, where to find this information out and how to then potentially Im embed it into. And I think Stephen was, you know, raised a really good point. It's about getting that information out there to people and it's the added value piece to it. People can make simple adjustments to benefit their own sort of general health and well-being however are they doing it appropriately have they had the correct information have they then got the support if if they do need you know further advice and guidance where do they go to and particularly again the sme market 
if you've got an owner operator of a business, mm. that person's the main point of call for everything, whether that's the recycling or whether that's the invoicing. And it, it becomes a bit more of a barrier again for people who do need something to find that out. But when I'm going around, it's different sectors, different um, industries have different pain points again. So looking at a very male dominated environment, are they going to want to engage with or have access to um, counselling services, EAP services, but are they going to ask for that? So by definition, I turn up and say, oh, by the way, <laughs> there's mm. this too. So again, it's providing the right level of information, delivering it in the right way, and then having additional things out there that they can sort of get support with. I think, I think Barry's uh, point here is quite important as well. I mean, I remember when I first sort of stepped into the the health and safety sector, as it were, in terms of well-being and actually I think we talk less about health and safety now in a way mm. and more about overall holistic well-being but you know it there was health and safety people were almost seen in the same way as insurance salesmen <laughs> um well you didn't answer the door if they rang the bell don't say that <laughs> that that or that or uh state agents um you know it was just uh, there was a whole club of people you know yeah people that work for HMRC, probably still there, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, you know, just, <laughs> they, they were a bit kind of like, you know, oh, they, they kind of caused the problem because they're every, you know, they, they were mm-hmm. they were like Job's the fun good. police. Job's fun exactly. police. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I think this is where things like the technology that you're bringing in, I think that's brilliant because I think it kind of softens that element. You know, you can still yeah. have that expertise that's needed and 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 sometimes it is you know actual regulations or it is actual sort of proper advice that means that you've got to do something but you by it's how you bring that to the individuals yeah and you know by bringing it in in a in a softer way you almost make it more palatable i I agree in terms of we're given a whole suite of things for people to engage with. We're not dictating and they can find and source things that they feel are appropriate for them. Depending on age, demographic, the job type, their roles and responsibilities in a household, they can access things that they think are most appropriate. And if we sidestep the words, you know, health and safety, it's very much about welfare. And that's something that I will use, dependent on, again, the environment. It's about the, the right level of you know pitching things to people but health and well-being it's, it's welfare it's health and safety um and i say you're having that sort of sensitive conversation and people are going to engage with it on their terms i i think this is very uh interesting question do people i think there's that if is an of uh do people value the level of independence that this type of app brings do do, do, do you see that do you have any metrics from, from coming back from the app Mm -hmm. in terms of kind of engagement so we obviously the best sort of feedback really is is personal feedback that we get obviously there there is mi data that is on the back of this it is anonymized with certain services but we can see and track touchstones within the app and how much they fly through it as well so certain again architecture points that they have to go through certain screens to, to access stuff but it is the level of independence. We've had some people have said, oh, I don't want to be told I've got to do this or access that. It's good that we have the opportunity to engage because mm. I'll be honest, you, you, people are very brand loyal. We are giving them a, a whole host of different retailers they can access for their weekly shop where they buy their sports clothes. 
they're not being dictated to by having one singular um, provider. It's multiple. So again, they have the freedom of choice and also postcode lottery depends where you live, depends what supermarket mm. you can access. So that's why we want to make it as universal for everyone. But again, that's why the app is great and the use of technology because you can almost zero in geographically where you live and go, ah, there's this available to me. I think that's I think really interesting. That's so, go on. Go yeah, on. I was say, Jenna made a re just a couple of points ago. You mentioned about the fact that you were talking about, you know, almost someone who is that owner of the business is a bit of a jack of all trades and wears yeah. various hats. And that's where, again, this app really, really will add a lot of benefit because that person, as much as they can try, can never be an expert in all of those different fields because that that owner of a business with maybe half a dozen employees, you know, he's having to, he or she is having to cover HR and finance um, and all the other things that go with it. So actually, it's probably a bit of a godsend for a lot of those business owners out there. Mm because they'd probably acknowledge it's not areas they're experts in, but maybe recognize it's something they need to give to their staff. So it's mm. maybe something they want to provide, but don't feel that they maybe have the skill set or because of the nature of the size of their business, they yeah. don't have the ability to employ someone to specialize in it. So it's, and you mentioned before, staff retention, you know, I want, you know those small businesses are maybe looking at and thinking, actually, we can keep those people because staff retention is expensive or or, or or bringing people in is expensive but as a percentage it's it's uh, it's bigger for those smaller businesses therefore yeah. we can help them retain their staff again it's sort of you know it, it doesn't always come back to cost but it helps them be a profitable business because mm. they're not constantly having to replenish staff train train someone leaves train, train do you know what i mean it's it, it has so many benefits for that that sort of sme area yeah and even down to you know we, we touched on the sort of financials if you you have got limited budgets everybody every company does have a limited budget mm. and also salary increases that we've seen some higher than others some grossly inflated some underutilized some companies can't compete with yeah. increased salaries they can't compete with commissions or bonuses but to give a welfare rewards benefits app to people other companies might be able to increase salary elsewhere but they can't provide a benefit like this. So it, it, it's it's the value added piece that I think some mm. people can't really engage with. But if you can give a little back to the workforce and they think, well, I've got all of these, why would I, why would I even consider for 50 yeah. pence an hour more? Or, and that's not to say that, you know, there are other, other factors or other barriers maybe, but it's just, a, again, nice little piece of kit that they can engage with. And you mm. said, wearing all those different hats as a, an owner operator, they may not want to have those sensitive conversations as well that someone's struggling with their weekly budget to either get to and from work or to gain access to a particular supermarket those things are almost removed because they can save excellent amount of pounds pennies etc elsewhere so and it does it, the strap line every little helps from a supermarket it's true in real terms yeah, for, for everybody yeah. yeah are you are you getting that feedback as well are, are you seeing that businesses that go with the app are actually able to put this on recruitment boards or they're able to put it on their website and actually it's helping them gain talent it's actually helping them to draw talent as well are you having those conversations yes i'm having lots of different conversations in and around that some are using it very much as a pr piece um to say look we are in this industry where we're 
again, thinking a little bit outside the box. We want to engage people have incentivized them to join our business. Um, in terms of the retention side, I, there's lots of factors we couldn't really, you know, pinpoint and say it's ultimately because of what we've, we've yeah. been able to input to the business. It'd be However, nice if we could. It would be, yeah, but there's, there's lots of levels of, you know, mm. engagement inside organizations. But I will admit there are companies out there in certain sectors, should I say, that don't typically have this um, available to, to a wide group of staff, they've then bled this in and found that it's been really well received. And actually the staff are extremely, you know, buoyant about it. And the, the morale boost internally is being so good that it's becoming things that they're talking about outside the workplace and it's engagement for, for the brand. It's, it's boosted the brand sort of locally to where they, they operate. Stephen, this is, this is another one that I think would be great mm -hmm. for the, uh, and I'm I'm sure there's a business opportunity there for what I'd like to call the ultimate induction box. Yeah. Okay. One of the one of the things that Stephen and I have talked about before is, and we saw this a lot, especially through lockdown, was that people were starting to show when they joined a company what it was that they were given as an introductory gift when they joined the company, and. You got a load of these posts where I've joined this company today and look, they've they bought me, uh, you know, they got me a bottle of champagne, nice box, box of chocolates. chocolates. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 look, they bought me uh, some pens with uh, the company name on or whatever. Uh, and I was just thinking, oh, this is just crass. It's just absolute tosh, right? Because all of those things are really quite temporary. Mm. Then they're, they're not, they they don't really say anything about that company culture, mm. you know. And, of course, the person that's just joined the company is going to go, oh, yeah, I'll put a, you know, probably because they've got someone in, uh, behind them, you know, with a whip saying, you've got to put that on <laughs> LinkedIn now. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the only time you're ever getting chocolates. But we, what we've started saying is it would be great if we could almost kind of build the ultimate, induction mm. box mm. which is really centered around sort of health and well-being so that when someone joins a company it's like you've got this app you've got some ergo kit you know we had a we had a lady on a couple of weeks ago do you remember yeah. the lady from um easy hampers who's got a, yes. like an allergen friendly hamper with lots of things in it that are really based around well-being you know just just things that would actually you know gym pass Mm. right just things that would actually say this is what we would like you to be like you know mm. or these this is what we are promoting as a company because we want you to be healthy working here we want you to stay healthy working here yeah. and so these are actual tools that would be of benefit to you well and a box of thorntons as well i mean we don't want that to be sort of totally ruled out but it's got to be you know does it have to be well, you know, or, or any other brand. I was just first one that came to mind. So, any brand of chocolate is bad. Yeah, I think you, you touched on a really good point there, Graham. I think in the and I've I've had it in the past. People have provided you know the token gifts when you first start, but I never considered it. I don't touch wood. I don't suffer with an allergy or or anything like that. But somebody being given a a bottle of wine, for instance, and they've abstained from alcohol for many years, it, it's a bit of a trigger for them food items they could be allergic to and things like that but again it's about equality and equity as well is someone able to physically get to a gym 
they might have such a busy household that they can't get to one. Mm. Again, if they're a single income household, do they have the funds to to get to and from and pay for the? So that's why again, the technology is is so great in taking welfare, well being, rewards, benefits a lot further with with employees and and users of the app because you have anything that that's on there. It's a downloadable. It's a video you can engage with. It's a soundscape. It's a podcast. And then other things you can do now, we talked about Woolworths off the high street because of the online um, surge in shopping online. You've also got the rewards platform. You can access supermarkets and stores online and utilize the, the reward aspect of, of the app again. So it's quality, diversity, equity. You know, it's, it's bringing all of this other stuff, as you say, in that induction box, throwing in everything else about the ergonomics. Education point, value, value added are you actually appropriately placed at home in a hybrid role or in the workplace? This is where you find out this information because we want you to be fit and well. And I guess, I guess some people can use the app as well to get information back. And then that can kind of drive Mm. even more, you know, even more benefit by saying actually, oh, well, we can provide some resources around that. So if we, you know, if you, that, that whole piece at the beginning, Stephen, where you were saying, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's quite difficult to know where that person is these days. They might not all be in the office. They might yeah. be working from home. They might be working in a cafe or whatever else. So, you know, maybe even capturing information about where they're working, etc. Maybe maybe looking at I don't know I don't know what data you're allowed to look at and what you're not allowed to look at. But <laughs> just just an understanding because I'm not sure that we're gathering proper data about exactly where people are working out there and that could, that could be useful Stephen I'm, I was thinking you've got you know at the moment you've got some great little video and uh, resources out there at the moment about things like working in a line etc I mean that that's the sort of thing that would be great yeah and, and yeah I mean that we're, we're just sort of doing a bit of a campaign at the moment it's not really a, a launch of a new product but it's just trying to get a bit more sort of knowledge and education about how people should work so we're not necessarily focusing around specific products we bring the products in but what we're talking about is how to set yourself up what's Mm. a good what does a good healthy and productive workspace look like what are sort of three or four really key sort of things to think about and yes okay it may bring in some product at some point in time but it's not about pushing product 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 it's about educating people as to how they should work and from that, they can almost sort of self-serve um, and adjust their workspace. You know, it, 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 it's things like, Jenny, you know, it's, a lot of people sort of in, our, in our sort of space know this, but working between the width of your shoulders. Mm. You know, once you start going outside the width of your shoulders, you're then putting stress on shoulders, elbows, wrists. Well, as Graham's doing, a bit of sort of bit of swimming there. Once you go outside of that, that's where mm. people then experience issues. So the whole thing okay. we're doing at the moment about working in line is working between the width of your shoulders in a nice straight line. So that's all it's talking about. And you know, it's it's that education piece, Graham, that we touched on, is it just helps people when they're looking to sort of self-serve and set themselves up, think of one or two or three sort of key factors and considerations that will help you going forward uh, you, you made me smile when you were telling that story because um the amount of times that i went into an office to see somebody and they'd have something like the telephone right over there on the desk yeah you know and every time that they went to to use the telephone it would be like ah, yeah yeah, ah, yeah. <laughs> 
and then at that end of the desk it would be it would be something else the stapler or something it would be you know yeah and then you just go right so you could move that yeah. and then <laughs> what you, the telephone you can move it oh <laughs> can i i thought it was glued to the desk i thought yeah. it was glued oh that's so much better it's i it's it, it, it it's but that's actually, really simple advice. It's really simple, mm-hmm. inexpensive advice that helps people. And people yeah. just, because they're not aware of it, continue to suffer and struggle. And it's like, no, you can put it right really quickly and easily. Mm. If you're at home today and you've been suffering from <laughs> overstretching to certain yeah. parts of your desk, here's the hotline to call. <laughs> Is it your mobile number, Graham? We're giving out yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll give out my mobile number. It's like it's on my website anyway, so yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Jenna, are there are there any? Um, how how long's the app been out now? Oh gosh, um, a year. So, a but year. we I've been active with it in the last sort of five six months. Um, really pushing it out there now because we've got a different demographic although we've touched on SMEs I actually really focus on membership organisations as well so sports clubs etc um, again the forgotten majority I think out there mm-hmm. you know particularly in amateur sports it's about welfare for them too um, they may have a full-time job and a full-time playing uh, contract so it blends the two quite nicely so are there any you know having having had like a year of kind of feedback and stuff like that as well are there any sort of areas that you're looking to develop on the app going forward if you can tell us that or oh can't hear you have you got me yeah we can hear you now oh my god it. sorry i lent on the you know talk about outside your your arms yeah, no, no, you... <laughs> I lent on... <laughs> sorry um Yes, timely question. So at the moment, it's up or technology always develops. So again, the whole mantra around my Sante is that it's an in the moment support tool function. We have three sections, health, life and lifestyle. We are now developing um, within the lifestyle side of it, but equally in the, the, the lifestyle, we're developing that because there are plugins for mental health. And again, a bit of gamification is going in there. That we're, we're looking at various different um, issues associated with you know, the deterioration of uh, our faculties. We're also looking at um, female-centric issues as well. So there will be some services and facilities, one for advice and guidance, so really just I wonder what this means. What what does it mean for me or the wider family? You can access services through through the app, and you can engage with it really just to triage your own sort of queries initially. And then others, I'll say, a bit of a gamification. So we're looking at neurodiversity. We're looking at female centric health. We're looking at um, cognitive decline, things like that. So we are always upgrading, developing, and really trying to bring in as much of a generalistic health and well-being but being very very specific on how you can engage with it at this week folks it's not only uh occupational um healthcare week did you know that uh but yep. it's it's also uh national eye health week mm. ah. ah so i was i was just going to ask a question is there anything uh, to do with eyes in the app at all because i did a podcast last week uh, talking to um, one of the country's leading ophthalmic experts, and it is frightening how many mm. people do not get their eyes tested. 
It is, it is scary. Um, as it stands now, that the access for optical care, you're going to go through a 24-hour GP service, so you're going to have to inquire through there. Um, in terms of a standalone, something to test the eyes, the eye function, or anything associated with that, there isn't in there yet. Um, yes, but so, but you can still access the, the right and appropriate level of care and advice that you need if you use one of the health services in there there are optional things as well you can use in there which we give you people a full health check that but that is an optional purchase that is a heavily discounted um piece of kit that they can they can engage with i say piece of kit it is a full health check um provided by one of our partners but they're able to access that full health check themselves if someone is genuinely concerned about their own physicality they can do that well, there, there again. There's an op opportunity, maybe, for uh, some people in the ophthalmic trade to mm -hmm. uh, to get your message into an app, uh, get get some education advice out there. Um, you know, should have gone to um, Sainsbury's anyway. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Other supermarkets are available. Yeah, I think we mentioned kind of mentioned one earlier. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant piece of kit. I think we I think we need to kind of as closing sort of a roundup of uh, of this. I really think that we we need to look at these kind of opportunities and these different ways of engaging with end users because yeah. you know Stephen and I've been doing this for 3 years maybe more uh, now and you know the the ergonomics trade for example the ergonomic sector have been talking about things like laptop use and whatever for mm. for donkey's years i mean donkey's years. absolutely donkey's yeah. years uh and do people listen mm, some some do some don't oh, it, no. it's really difficult to actually get people to really engage with these things and and i think sometimes i think it's partly about how we try and have those conversations or how we try and put these things in front so of it's people. not what we're saying it's how we're saying it and how we're projecting it and how we're trying to get the message out is mm. we're probably going down the wrong route yeah and it, you know one of the reasons we started this and we we you know we we get quite a lot of feedback and good praise for this is because you know when we first started it we we really wanted to make a piece of content which wasn't so boring uh, as a lot of the, <laughs> the the ergonomic content that was out there um and was quite preachy and we and we wanted to get lots of different people across sectors involved in it as well so that we we, we created something where mm -hmm. people discovered yeah you know and and that's that's really important and a lot of a lot of specialists that are really have got something really important to say to end users out there work in silos and they they end up a lot of the time preaching to the converted not the people that actually need this information so i think it's i think you know fair play to yourselves there for for creating something like that and and you know creating a conduit if you like to yeah. help Perhaps some people, if you've been watching today and you thought, you know, I'm in this sector or that sector, and I, you know, this could this could be really interesting. Do get in touch with Jenna. I was going to say, what's the best way for people to get in touch with Jenna if people sort of either watch this live or, or watch it back? How's the what's the best way to to get in touch with you? They can find me on LinkedIn. 
Um, that's obviously a really easy, obvious way of doing it. Do you want it. to give um, your surname? Because you, you, you've yes. actually got Jenna Maisonte there, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which could confuse a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S. I shall change that. I didn't realise it was on there. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you I was could thinking. Have... I was thinking. She's named the company after herself. What an amazing surname no. that is! I wish. No, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not her company. No pizzazz. No. no, it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no pizzazz in the um, the sort of the my my surname. Unfortunately, right. I'm going to change it now. Actively, you know, multitasking. Wow! So, look at that. Okay. There we hey! go. There we go. Sorted. There you are. So yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Um, obviously, there is uh, info at mysante.app they can find me via that email but you know in terms of as you say invite inviting conversation even if it's just a added value conversation I can have it's it's all the better for it because sometimes you say it's about that pitch level are we pitching in the right way are we you know advising people or dictating to them and I think what we're all trying to do is is rather than work in silo is to pull you know partners mm-hmm. in and, and have conversations but add really meaningful value in in terms of comms back Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, uh, it's you. been a, it's been a great conversation. Um, thanks to all of those people that have commented as well. Um, please do um, touch base with Jenna on LinkedIn or or any other platform if you can find her on there. Um, <laughs> Stephen, any last thoughts for the week? Uh, last thoughts of the week. I, well, I, do you know what? I was going to ask Jenna. She mentioned sport before. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have a sports prediction from you for the weekend. As you said, you're big into sports. So there's Ooh, our yeah. final thought Ooh. for the weekend. Pick a sport and give us a prediction and then we'll comment on it next week. Uh, well, Rugby Union, first okay. of all. They've got yep. the, uh, the World Cup. And to be fair, I watched it last night. So it was pretty... Um, I knew it was going to be a good score, but that was just ridiculous. But in terms of my predictions, Georgia-Portugal, I think Georgia going to win the one o'clock okay. game. Right. Ireland-South Africa, I'm going to be tuning into. Ireland will tip to win. I don't know about how many points, and then England versus Chile. I think that I think we should romp home there. Okay, so we'll check that. up. We'll check up on these next week. So we, we'll yeah. see how many out of three did uh, did Jenny get right. I'm yeah. over for a clean sweep, but yeah. next week it's the Ryder Cup starts. So just saying, I'll mm. definitely be tuning into that. Yes. <laughs> just as a bit of a disclaimer, if you do go and put a bet on uh, <laughs> based on Jenna's uh, predictions there, and you lose, it's nothing to do with us or her. Nope. You know, it's but, well, it's that. not to do with us, it's to do with Jenna, but it's not our <laughs> That's just what you chose to do. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for thanks for coming along today, Jenna. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that today. That's been another Wow Ergonomics. Next week, we have a special guest, uh, Rachel uh, Wood, who's going to be talking uh, to us a little bit about biophilia, um, which is maybe not what you think it is. Uh, if you do already know what it is, then that's fine. Uh, so plants and uh, you know how we interact with nature and 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 what it does to our brains and mm. how it makes us feel um and we'll also be sort of, sort of talking to her about management and stuff like that as well uh so that that all bears well in fact we've got a guest lined up for the week after it's almost like we're becoming organized yeah um there after you go three and a half years after three and a half years yeah. of, of, of complete <laughs> chaos uh if you would like to catch up on previous episodes of this you can at, at wowergonomics.com i updated it just this morning so it's completely up to date uh and uh you might see the odd real etc going about do also uh, let's take this opportunity to yes. say back at elkhuizen are now on instagram, instagram. and active yes. so uh and you can find them 
under Bacca Elkhuizen, which is very difficult to uh, spell. Yeah. But actually, it on something like Instagram, it should be quite easy. If you just put Bacca, B-A-K-K-E-R, into Instagram, mm-hmm. they do come up. Yeah. So please do give them a follow on there because they'd absolutely love it. And tell yes, them if you do enjoy the content. There we go. That's it for another yeah. week. You can now disappear, go off, uh, enjoy <laughs> yourself for the rest of the day. But do sit, sit well and, uh, and behave yourselves at work, won't you? Until next week, bye for now. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Thanks. Bye.